Let's bring in Robert Conzo, CEO and Managing Director of the Wealth Alliance, kicking off our conversation this afternoon. Bob, welcome back to the show. Great day in New York. Great to be back, Oliver. Absolutely. Not bad here, too. 80 degrees in Chicago in September. <laughs> I had to check the calendar. We'll take it. So next week, when it comes to the data, is this setting us up for the need to see a big drop in inflation? Stocks finding their legs, rallying, rates slowing down. Do we need some justification for it? I think that what you're seeing right now is, and unfortunately, this, the name of the game all we is volatility. Volatility rate reigns supreme, and you saw the CPI come out uh, with an 8.5. It went up to a 9.1 and then dropped down to an 8.7. So you're seeing this peak coming down. The Eurozone, as Lagarde said yesterday, is literally lockstep following us. Um, so I, I, think, I think CPI is on a downward trend. Um, but to the degree that it happens and how sticky it is, uh, is very interesting because core CPI was flat. It was 5.9 and 5.9 in the last two prints. So it really is going to come down to how clear this Fed is. And they're not too clear right now. They're saying, hey, we're raising um, data is now they change from data dependent uh, to month to month. Those are words of saying, we're not sure, we have to see trends. So I think those trends are going to become clear and clear. And when they do, um, the expectation of rates will start to move markets, uh, not ultimately when it ends. And then you'll start to see the foundation of maybe the next big recovery in stocks. Mm -hmm. But for now, I think we see a lot of this happening, a lot of sideways. Uh, looking at your notes, uh, Bob, it looks like you are ready to start not diving into that view of an epic recovery, but shifting to uh, a little bit more neutral duration uh, as you had been short duration, really avoiding long bonds, really avoiding the inflation sensitive assets. Walk me through what that shift in your approach uh, means tactically. Right. Well, we took two sides to it. Now, obviously, everyone understands the bond side of it, longer duration, bringing it down to short duration. Uh, but on the equity side, we look at growth companies as a longer duration investment, which kind of makes sense because you're putting your money in, you're hoping it expands over time. Um, so what we started seeing was growth was getting heavily beat up uh, through the June time frame. And then ultimately, we started putting money back to work into growth or longer duration equities. Um, and, it, and it's done well. I mean, growth, the Russell 2000 growth from June to now is up 15%. The value of the other side is only up 6%. So growth has uh, made a big recovery. And, and the market in general, the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ from June to now is up 6, 8, and 11 respectively. Uh, so investors were rewarded for staying in, uh, which was a tough thing to do, especially for the 60-40, 50-50 investor that so bonds go down and equities go down, but they stayed the course and uh, they're coming back. And I think, again, you're going to see a lot of volatility going forward into a little bit more clarity from CPI, from Fed monetary policy, and, and also in the Eurozone, Lagarde's comments were pretty interesting yesterday. What do you think that plays uh, a, a role in right now to see that we're not the only central bank hiking rates? Could that put some pressure on the dollar? and uh, bring some relief for stocks? Or will the invested community say, hey, it doesn't matter who's raising rates, if they all are, and so let's just uh, bail in general from uh, risk assets that we know are now very tied together across the world. Yeah, yeah, that is one interesting thing about this. When you listen to Lagarde's comments, 
it becomes very clear they have very strong employment. They're, they're taking a, a very strong tightening policy of 75 bips, which was really big. Um, and they are looking at things that we are. So it becomes very a global phenomenon. And they are kind of lockstep behind us. Like I said, CPI, we were 9.1. Their print now is 9.1. We came down to 8.7, probably theirs will. They're tightening a little bit behind us. It reminds me of 08 a little. When we went down, everyone followed. When we came back, everyone followed. But I think there's two interesting things about the Eurozone that's different than here. Obviously, their energy concerns, they're talking about rationing, depending on this winter, that's big. Um, and then the strength of the dollar, uh, disinflationary for the U.S., inflationary for them. So I think Lagarde was very tepid about speaking about recession. I think a recession in the, in the Eurozone is a much greater possibility than the United States. And as such, it's causing us pause and has been for our international investments in our portfolios. Boy, a lot of people came into this year, a lot of strategists, a lot of smart people who come on the show said that International's year would be this one, that with the Fed hiking and having to go first, it would create an opportunity to buy beaten down uh, companies in parts yeah. of the world that really struggled later in COVID than we did as well. So is that, is that thesis blown out of the water here, uh, Bob? Is it, once again, U.S. best house on the block? Well, U.S., you know, there's a lot of inflows into U.S. U.S. is one of the best houses on the block. But let's not forget, you know, uh, be greedy when others are fearful that, you know, old adage, which makes sense. Yes, uh, international emerging markets got beat up heavily. Uh, but that means there's a lot of good buys to be had. Um, so is it time to just run away? No, it's time to get specific. Uh, maybe pare back a little, but you don't dump it out because I really believe there's a lot of good buys to be happening over the long term, maybe not the next six months to a year, but over the long term, I think, I think investors will be re rewarded for those, for those drops. Mm, okay. Uh, uh, last thought, uh, Bob, is uh, if, let's say, the uh, inflation story does stick around and the Fed does have to remain more aggressive, is there a part of the portfolio that should be still hedged for the worst case scenario? And any thoughts on what works? Is there something that's proven itself these past uh, 10 months now in this bear market that can work? Well, I think what was clearer than clear was floating rate securities. Uh, we got into it early in the cycle and in our bond portfolios are one of the best performing asset classes. So if CPI is sticky, Fed interest rates keep going, uh, floating rate securities. And then, you know, obviously, depending on energy, MLPs were very, very good. Private REITs were really good. So I think, I think tactical nature in getting into some of these things that, that will benefit if it goes on. Uh, you have to be ahead of the curve. I think we were. Um, and we'll, we're not, we're we're not going to make some big bets, but we are definitely going to hedge the portfolio with these types of investments. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Bob, for coming back. I appreciate the conversation. As always, have a great weekend. You too. Will do. Robert Conzo is the CEO and Managing Director at the Wealth Alliance. A really nice discussion set up for next week.